Up next, voices matter with Francisca Passion. In a democratic society, every voice counts. We are convinced that everyone has a meaningful story to tell. Our new feature, Voices Matter, is a platform to make your voice heard. On Voices Matter today, my guest is Christos Floros. Hello, Christos. Hello, how are you? I'm very good, and you? Very, very good. Very excited to be here on a very sunny day. <laughs> you grew up in Luxembourg and went to the European school. You then went to study abroad architecture, and now you're back in Luxembourg, and you are on a mission to making Luxembourg's politics more accessible to everyone. Um, that's a huge challenge, I'd say. It's a very big challenge indeed, and I've been very lucky to have support from some people in the political spectrum who are excited about the prospect of including more people, but it's also a challenge of communicating, reaching people, and convincing them that they should take an interest in how we govern ourselves here. <laughs> So you uh, publish a blog where you explain politics and present also decision makers who are these people who make politics. You've gathered a few thousand followers on social media, which is quite exceptional for Luxembourgish accounts. And you are very used to talk about politics. So what we're going to do today is not talk about politics, but talk about you. We've invited you to talk about you today. All right, let's see how that goes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So my first question for you is, with all the activities that you do, does that pay? Can you make a living out of your um, activism? Or do you need to have a boring nine-to-five paid job just as everyone else? I Okay, so it doesn't pay. And uh, there's a reason why it doesn't pay. It's, I've made the decision to uh, ensure that it doesn't pay because I didn't want to, to be influenced by anyone or anything. I wouldn't say my job is uh, boring. I, I'm very lucky to have a nine-to-five that is actually exciting. I work for a very interesting and kind of advanced uh, Luxembourgish technology company. So I'm, I'm lucky in that respect that I can you know, be passionate about what I do during the day and then be passionate about what I do from five to nine, because I don't really sleep. Um, but no, it's... Before I went to, to this company, I was briefly at a national broadcaster. So I had found a way to kind of be able to support myself whilst also staying in touch with the subject of what I was working for. But uh, let's say that I don't think that, you know, an established organization like the one I was working for was as open to the line of questions that I was, uh, you know, willing to ask publicly. Where does this interest in politics come from in the first place? Can you name that? I'm I'm not sure that I can name it. I just know that I grew up in the post-Iraq era. I mean, during it, we experienced the start of it. And so I think everything around us was influenced by activists being you know, against the war, against what we as the West was doing to another region of the world that wasn't to blame for what had happened. And this exposure to politics came through being all of a sudden flooded with political messaging across the board of entertainment. I mean, I grew up with, you know, watching Jon Stewart and Stephen Colbert 
And in Luxembourg, it was just such a different planet for us. We all grew up here, but we just weren't connected to our politics and what was happening. And we thought this country was perfect and it has no problems. We have this sterile view of what Luxembourg is. Luxembourg has no issues. We're this perfect country. We have money. We don't, we don't need to worry about anything. But that's far from the truth. And in fact, we have a responsibility because we are such a wealthy country, because we have all this privilege, to ensure that the country works as well as it can for as many people that live here in Luxembourg, but it also that it has a positive impact in Europe because we have this overpowered voice in Europe as Luxembourg. Growing up here and just feel, feeling completely in a parallel lane to what was happening, I've realized that unless you get involved, you can't fully integrate. And there it's that's the only case where I, I hope I use the word integrate because it is about integrating into something. But overall, it's a question of inclusion. That's why I always use the word inclusion. The essence of democracy is participation. And if, if we're not participating truly, then can you say that we're building a society where in the future we all feel that we're equal members of it? I'm not sure. So if you say, well, you uh, call yourself an activist and my very, very subjective personal definition of activism, I'd say that an activist always tries to change something. So what is for you the thing that needs to change that you also fight for to change? <laughs> It's hard to answer that question because you need to take two levels, right? It's like where I want us to be 30 years from now and what I know I could maybe try and achieve now and five years from now. The long-term goal is for Luxembourg as a country to respect just how many of us it takes for this country to function. So, like, without saying what I absolutely mean by what I'm saying, it takes 900,000 people for this country to function so far. And from them, you remove half the people that work here, like, just immediately, just because they don't live here. That is a problem. That is an outdated notion of who gets to have a say because if we have 400,000 people working in Luxembourg half of them can't whether it's a question of affording or whether it's just they don't live here well we still need their voices we still need somehow to enable them to contribute to how we run this country because they know better than us or not better than us but equally like us what it takes for this country to, to work so that's the, the long-term goal, how to include everyone who gets to make this country what it is. Short-term goal is I want to see uh, more people like you and me in politics because politics is where you share the pie. Politics is where you take decisions. And the only way to ensure that decisions being taken are more inclusive and respectful of who we are as a country, the, you know, what me is in, um, is to make sure that there's more of us actually in politics. But how we get to that, I haven't figured it out. I mean, I was telling you just before uh, we started recording this that I've now been approached by people in the political spectrum. And, you know, before they said it, I, I didn't think of it because I was just so committed to what I was doing. But now I'm realizing, okay, if, if they're saying, you know, I should get involved politically, then is that the way? Is it just about like, you know, me going and putting myself out there to do the little push and then hopefully 
in five years there's three people like me doing that push and then maybe in 10 years i mean it's it sounds almost defeatist to already think that you know it wouldn't happen but I, i don't think our society is ready for it yet we saw the 2015 referendum we saw what it meant and i know privately a lot of politicians privately still say that was such a huge loss for us but what can we do with it and without naming parties now i just thought that it was so sad to see a reaction of okay then let's tap into the conservative notion when it came to the elections that followed 2015 and i'm still waiting to see what the slogans uh, will be for the october elections because there's a lot in a simple message you know this year for example the 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 democratic party had uh, close to you no idea the the greens had fresh wind fresh wind there's a lot in in a motto right and so i'm really waiting to see what is the messaging of political parties going to be in october what are they going to say who are they going to be addressing so how do you prepare now that's what If you are for a content creator, I'd say it's not uh, that much time left until October. Are you already preparing your um, work? My my work is very reactive. You know, I don't uh, I don't always have so much time to prepare it because I need to react to what is you know being talked about so that it's relevant to what people might want to see. But at the same time, there is a, a degree of preparation for things that. I already know, you know, what they are in terms of, you know, statistics, how many people are voting, how many naturalized citizens are voting. I'm also trying to pass a message, you know, I'm always trying to remind politicians because I think half the people in parliament now follow me. And so I get a chance to kind of constantly remind them, like, go and pick them. And I'm like, hey, you know, a third of your voting base is now a naturalized citizen. So consider that, please ask naturalized citizens to be in this list, show them that they can be part of this country. That that's the activism and the content creation you know, working side by side. Like on the one side, I'm trying to create content. On the other side, I'm trying to push my own message of like include more people. Yeah, there's not enough. Uh, there's not a lot of time. I spent so much time preparing for the local elections, and now it's like this huge summer block where people will disengage a little bit, and then I just need to be ready for September. I I just want to make sure that people have the facts as much as possible. And the people are inspired. You need to not just convince someone that it's the right thing to do to go vote or the right thing to do to get informed, but inspire them that if you make the decision to get involved, if you make the decision to not vote because you saw a poster that you liked, but actually you you really looked at what the programs are and what the parties, A, have done before, which is incredibly important, and B, what they say they want to do from now on, you'll make a more informed decision that has a huge impact for Luxembourg and for Europe. So that's uh, that's what I'm hoping to do uh, in terms of content creation. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe one last question. Well, you are very optimistic about everything, apparently. Um, is it sometimes frustrating for you, especially since you have these super high aims of including everybody, which is in Luxembourg where the society is so diverse and also so splintered, I'd say, into different parts, different um, also geographically kind of separated. Um, is it sometimes frustrating for you to not be able to reach everyone? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. My my work is 90% frustration, 10% putting on a smile and recording a video for Instagram. 
most of the time I'm exhausted. You know, I put on a shirt to come meet you today, but most of the time I'm exhausted. I, I'm pretty sure I spent the last year just barely sleeping, terribly eating, putting myself second. Um, no, it's incredibly frustrating. I mean, I tried to, I really try to put on that positive mask and say, you know, it, it works. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, Luxembourg is so, so diverse. And I'm fighting two battles. One is inclusion. And the other one is to ensure that in my work for inclusion, I don't end up creating more exclusion. Because what I don't want to do is I don't want to say, oh, we have a Portuguese community. We have a French community. We have a Greek community. Because then you're creating a much bigger problem. A lot of the feedback I get is, A, when will you run? And two, when will you create a political party? And it's a it's a natural reaction to have that, you know, when will you create a different thing? But I think we already have so many parties in Luxembourg. I mean, we're such a small country. And as you say, we're such a diverse country. And all these political parties put together represent not all of us, just to say that, right? You go to Ash, you see a very different, you know, tapestry of who makes up the population. You go to the city, it's different again. You go to the north, it's different again. And you need to find a way to make this country work for everyone and make this country be the best version of itself that it can be. And that only happens by finding ways to involve as many of us as possible. But how do you do that when you need to address such a a diverse population, and what I mean by that is everyone engages in a different way, right? Because we all have our own biases, we all have our different experiences. We, you know, I might say something to you and you might find it super nice and funny or you might get offended because we may come from different cultures and so it's 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 hard to reach out. And I know I know that I also have, you know, my own limitations because of the fact that I have my own biases, I have my own perspectives, I you know, I was educated in a very Anglo-Saxon way. So the things that I think are working might not be working for some people in the population. Not all my reactions are positive, right? I try to keep it positive, but not, not all the reactions are positive. Some people are saying, what are you coming in here to do? But what I do know is that, you know, as long as we, as long as we participate in ensuring that Luxembourg is sustainable and inclusive, that will make more people feel at home in Luxembourg. As long as the, the Luxembourg that we live in in 10 years from now if we can feel like, hey, I voted for this, hey, I was a part of it, then in terms of social cohesion, that will play out so, so very well for Luxembourg. And we have important tasks in front of us. One of the major ones being, you know, fiscal reform and ensuring that our National Health Fund is, you know, responsibly funded and able to keep supporting our society. So all of this unless you get as many of us involved in how we you know how we administer this process then i get less positive and i say oh is this a future that will be as uh, calm for luxembourg societally speaking as it has been now i'm not sure I think that um, you're one of the few people in Luxembourg, however, who would phrase it that way, that we are responsible for um, fiscal reforms and uh, working healthcare system. Do you feel responsible for these things, personally? Uh, <laughs> I tend to feel responsible for a lot of things that maybe my 
the people around me tell me I'm not responsible for. But yeah, I do. Because I fundamentally want to believe, and I guess that's wishful thinking, that we are truly all, you know, able to influence the way of our lives. So in a democracy, we should feel that we are able to influence and shape policy and shape how we govern ourselves. I guess if you lose that, if you lose that faith in that system, then you start to wonder, you know, are we truly a democracy, not just here, anywhere? And what is the role of participative government? That's a thought. Uh, and that's a thought that I want to avoid entertaining because I want to focus on hoping that we are truly still living in democratic times where we're able to influence how we shape our countries, our future, our Europe. We've, we've asked people in Europe since World War II to come together and build this extraordinary project. And I'm not using the word extraordinary just as a positive. It's just, it's out of the ordinary completely. This European Union. My grandfather grew up an orphan in a small village in Greece, lost both his parents, his family in the war. My own mother actually grew up in a village uh, in the north of Greece, uh, closer to Bulgaria and Turkey than anything else Greek. And we have this incredible diversity in Europe, in a diversity of people, a diversity of history, a diversity of languages, and we've tried to come all together. And so if we don't protect democracies, especially in small places like Luxembourg, where democracy can really flourish because the lines of communication are so short, then what are we trying to really build in Europe? So I'd rather the, you know, the energy gets focused on reinforcing democracy and reinforcing our uh, faith in our ability to, to influence change than to do the opposite, to you know, put our hands up and say, yeah, well, these politicians over there. No, you can be a politician. If, if there's any message that I'm really trying to pass by being here is, uh, you know, you listening. If there's two of you listening today that are super interested in what I'm saying for some reason or another, then consider politics. It's not a job. I don't believe in career politicians. It's not a job, but it's a great add-on to your life to be able to shape and um, help build the world around you. Thank you, Christus. Thank you so much. And thank you for allowing me to go on these crazy journeys with my thoughts. It's, uh, that's what happens when I don't prepare a script. <laughs> <laughs> it was good to have you. And good luck with all your projects and uh, with uh, making the world a better place. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That was Voices Matter. At Era City Radio, we are convinced that every voice matters. Yours as well. If you want to share your story, contact us at listeners at era.lu or via Era City Radio's social media channels.